Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How you doing tonight, Catherine? So good. How are you? Really good. Really good to be with you. Catch up. It's been a busy weekend. Oh my. It has been so busy. Parties, practices, games. I had to do like... 10 loads of laundry today. It was nuts. Not like we're having tons of fun. We are with our kids, but it's a, you know just parenting, full-time job on the weekends. Been said many times here on the show. And we're saying again tonight on episode 120 of The Long Finish. It's episode 120 tonight. Catherine's nodding her head in agreement, getting approval from her. Chance to catch up with you, be with you, Catherine. I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited to be drinking this wine tonight. I said, now, and... Not in L.A. because we're actually going to have a heat wave this weekend, but in most places around the country, fully into fall now. Like cozy up, thinking about some cozy reds. Would you consider this a cozy red? I think this is a fall red, I would say for sure. It's the crunching of the leaves and starting to make some bean stew. Oh, here we go. Here we (laughs) go. overcast, maybe a few rainy days, that brisk air. This is a great wine for that. So what are we drinking tonight? This is the Envive Gamay from Santa Barbara County, vintage 2022. So California wine, Gamay, it's perfect for fall. And this is a really cool winemaker who just started, had her first vintage in 2019. She's doing really cool things for the wine industry. She's a winemaker to watch according to many journalists and many people in the industry and most importantly the wine is delicious most importantly the wine is delicious but you are cackling at this winemaker's instagram it's so cute it's so (laughs) it's like i was like oh it like has my heart as someone who i mean i live in the middle of a concrete jungle i get it i'm in the middle of la and i just have this fondness for farming and this just you know, imaginative life that is me as a farmer and it would be her life. She captures it on Instagram so perfectly. The ducks running in the vineyard and how she takes care of them, the wildflowers, the dogs, the like, oh my gosh, all like these cute movies and reels set to music. I mean, I'm hardly ever on Instagram and I was like just so enjoying this little journey through, I felt like, oh, I got to know her. We do that with our kids. We have videos of you running around chasing after your kids to set to music. Oh, yeah, you do. That's right. You so, do. It's the same life. It's What I'm saying it's, is it's the same it life. It is. It's just a little less green here. There's a little more sky, a little greener. There's anyway, a pavilions was... right across the street <laughs> to get your greens, a Ralph's just around the corner. We po- do. We do live in a very <laughs> curated... Uh, Curated, is that the word for the landscaping here uh, where we live? I would yeah. say yes. It's, it's very tidy. And there is beautiful landscaping. It just looks like, you know, a hotel. I mean, it's it's certainly not wild. But it's nice. Fair enough. Well, I'm excited to get into that. Love California Gamay. That's cool. So I'm excited to hear more about that wine in a second. Catching up on a couple details about our life. We'll start with Esther's. You recently had... 
another version, or I should say edition of the book club. Yeah, this was our third meeting of the book club. The first we read Kermit Lynch memoir. The second we read Wine and War, which was great. And for this one, we read Root Cause by Stephen Lane, a fictional kind of mystery thriller about a flying winemaker and searching all over the world for this mystery. And... You know, there were some things that we didn't necessarily love about the book, but everyone learned cool stuff about wine, including myself. I mean, it it has so many different aspects and pieces of the wine industry. It was like impossible not to be intrigued by some of them. And it was a really quick read, really fast. All the action scenes were really fun. Think about the last part of it being like this giant chase through the tunnels in Champagne. That part, that's so fun. We agreed this could be like a soap opera sort of mini series involving wine, which would be kind of fun. Mm, that sounds like a pitch. Yeah. But the book club is really fun because it's just people that like to read and like wine and it's low key low pressure and what are you drinking during the discussion well this book was pretty fun because as i said it took place all over the world so i could have done a lot of different things for the menu but i had to pick champagne because part of the book takes place to pick it in champagne it's what i drank and they named some pretty big houses in the book like veuve clicquot bollinger pomery among others And so I picked this small champagne where the um, winemaker had worked at some of those big houses. And then we had a wine from Chile, South America, because they go to Chile in the book. And also the the wine from Chile that we drink, the vines are their own rooted. They're not grafted vines. They were never hit by phylloxera. And the whole scary thing in this book is that phylloxera, a new version has come around again and it's infecting vineyards worldwide so i'm like this will be fun we'll drink a wine from chile that's never been affected by phylloxera and then we had a california zen because there's some love for that lots of love and we had a rosé from piemonte because the the main character in the book is from piemonte and so we had to have a wine from there too but you could have picked so many other wines it was very fun jumping off point for making a wine list and what'd you say about 17 people showed up Something like that. Which is a nice showing. It's perfect. Not, you know, not too many, not too little. But if you want to join in the future, just just come. Have you decided on the next book? I'm not going to release that info Ooh. yet. I think so, but we have to solidify a few details Okay, first. well, stay tuned for that here at the long finish. My world, um, as you know, the Writers Guild strike is in, has ended. The SAG strike continues. It'll be day 83 as of the publishing date of this episode. Studios and negotiations committee from SAG are meeting this week. So some optimism around town. We're taping this on Monday. There was a big solidarity day from all the unions, WGA, Directors Guild, Teamsters, all going out to the picket lines. I could talk about this at length. I had before in previous episodes about the inspirations I get from going to these picket lines. It's just so moving to see all these people. I've seen a lot of friends today, a lot of people I've worked with over the years. It was really fun to be out there today. Not under the best circumstances, obviously, but you know, just to see everyone kind of uniting for good. It's been a lot of fun. So hopefully that'll be done soon and we will have uh, some sort of bubbly thing to celebrate on the podcast when that oh, happens. Yeah. But tonight, we drink Gamay. 
Tonight California. we drink Gamay. We're getting ready. It's it's October. Today was a nice, cool fall day. It was sunny, but it had like it was the temperature and yesterday too been just very, very fall pleasant. Right before this heat up, we're gonna have. Later I this week. had soup for lunch Uh-oh. today. It would have. It wasn't a bean soup. It was a vegetable soup that our neighbor Dave Coe dropped off. Uh, he's a chef. It was delicious. Yes, the audience knows that he is the chef and owner of Little Fatty. And when he comes to your door and says, "Here, just I take this soup, soup," you just unannounced take it. Yes. Very very cool luxury. The, the <laughs> best. Whatever we need to do. Well, that soup go well with this wine i think so i do this is kind of like i said vegetable soup pesto in it this gamay we had in the fridge so it's a little cold right now but it's warming up to be a great temperature you could put it in the fridge in the future i think like a, maybe a slight chill would be good we started out it was too cold but it's getting to a perfect temperature the rule with chilling reds is just they can't have a lot of tannin and they can't have a lot of alcohol for them to taste good being chilled. And this is just right. What's the alcohol in this? 12.6. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about this wine. I mean, and obviously from the love you're giving me the Instagram, hear about the winemaker too. So yeah. what do we got tonight? But the, it's so like red berry and red plum, like kind of a, the nose is a soft ripe plum but the palate is sort of underripe it's a little bit floral like there's a tad earthiness that i think is coming out more as it warms up it's delicious so this is made by again let me just tell you the name of the wine this is om vive it is 100 gamay from santa barbara county california vintage 2022 this is made by a woman named alice anderson young woman who's a winemaker who's really worked with a lot of cool people. She grew up in Modesto, California. She studied agriculture and wine at Cal Poly. And her mother made labels for Gallo and Mondavi back in the day. And so her very first job, her internship was at Duckhorn. And from there, she, I think, went to New Zealand or the Northern Rhone, when, one of those, both of those she's been to, and then came back and she worked at Tyler, she worked at A Tribute to Grace, and she worked at Tatomer, which are all great Santa Barbara, Santa Maria Valley wineries. What was your first job? First job ever? I mean, that's what you were saying, that this was her first job. Well, my first job was, well, a two, really, one was the Minnesota T-shirt company I worked at at the mall when I was 16. You're like printing T-shirts? No, just I just them? worked at the register. Yeah, selling them. Hmm. But after like two days, they gave me a lockbox key to open and close. And I was making deposits at the bank. That's how it's always <laughs> been. Was, yeah. They're just like, this one looks, res- this child looks responsible. That's how it's always been for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Let me just give you the keys. Yeah. You go ahead and run Very this trustworthy. place. Yeah. My first job, you know them. So uh, I, I worked in demolition and construction for Steve King and Thos, Tom Wack in Fredericksburg, VA. Good people. Yeah. It's been two summers just sweating profusely, you know, just doing demolition for their construction company. But uh, 
I would prefer, if I had a choice of the three jobs between our winemaker tonight and the two of us, I would choose the winemaker's job. Yep, that would have been my first. <laughs> that would have been my first job. Now, my other job, and I can't remember if this one was first or the Minnesota T-shirt, but I did gift wrap for a toy store. And you had to learn how to gift wrap, and that, is that why you're so good at gift wrapping? Because you had to learn that skill. Yeah. That's cool. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoy gift wrapping. And I had other jobs since then at like department stores, always around the holidays doing gift wrap because I liked it. You love gift wrapping. It's a nice skill to have. I'm terrible at it. The the gifts I present to my kids for holidays and birthdays is just like folded up, crumpled newspaper. (laughs) Well, growing up, my mother did not gift wrap most things. She just never got around to it. And she would present things in bags and... Sometimes plastic or paper bags, but sometimes cute bags. And I and I I wanted the gift wrap, so I like to do it. My friend Taz Turner from college, he worked at an Abercrombie and Fitch growing up, and his dorm room was immaculately laid out with his clothes because he learned how to fold. Mm. I think that's a, there's cool things about working in retail. Not a lot of cool things, but some cool things are learning to how to gift wrap. And if you work in clothing retail, you learn how to fold nicely i mean I look at some instagram p- pages where they show you how to fold it looks amazing i almost wish i i might take a class on that <laughs> just to just to learn some organization i would love for you to take a class on that that'd be really cool anyway back to uh post first jobs what's going on after tribute to grace back to alice anderson so yeah she had her first vintage in 2019 she made 200 cases and by 2021 she's making a thousand cases so she's really growing this tiny little business and it's pretty special Almvive is sort of a made-up word I'm, i was trying to learn about uh portmanteau but of french words so i didn't really understand it but essentially it means lively and I get that she is very lively as a person. The wines are very lively. And the idea is like that farming is so, so, so important to her. So one of the big things for her is that she farms this Ibarra Young Vineyard, which is a historic vineyard in Santa Barbara. It was planted by Charlotte Young and her vineyard manager, Miguel Ibarra, in 1971. And then it was run by Coupe for Bob Lindquist and his wife used it for years. And Alice got a a 10-year lease on it starting in 2020. And this was a conventionally farmed vineyard. And she's like, I'm going to change the farming on this and I'm going to do it regeneratively. So we've talked about regenerative agriculture before, but just to give a little quick hit, it's organic, so you're not using any synthetic pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, but it's also about seeing the vineyard as its own ecosystem, kind of like in biodynamics where everything is interconnected. The animals, then there must be animals in your in the vineyard. The other things planted, there must be cover crops, there must be other things planted in the vineyard. And there's different kinds of compost and crop rotation, as well as no tilling, so not plowing the soil and allowing the microbial life to stay without being broken. That also sequesters carbon. So that's what she's doing at this old, you know, very conventionally farmed vineyard. She's kind of 
regenerating it and making it full of life. She works with other vineyards as well. That's probably the most, her biggest claim to fame and where she's really putting her stamp on the farming. But this is 100% Gamay and it comes from the Chocrian Vineyard, which is in Los Alamos, which has been organic for years, but they're finally about to get certification. And it's kind of sandy over clay and loam soils, but there are animals and insects and all kinds of things in the vineyard too. Here. Which you can see on the Instagram. You can. Now, it, on the Instagram, you can see the whole, like all her chickens and her ducks that she has in in the Ibarra Young Vineyard that I was talking about, you know, and they all have different purposes. But the main thing is, you know, they are stomping on the soil. They're, you know, moving things around without disturbing it. They're also pooping everywhere, which is the best. It's like lots of dirt and lots of poop, different kinds of poop. And they eat different insects and they attract different things. Each animal has its own purpose. But one of the things in this vineyard that we're drinking the Gamay from is the Darner Dragonfly, which is on the front. And her mother painted this. It's really beautiful. Her mother paints the front of these labels. So this dragonfly is in the vineyard. And one of the cool things it does is eat mosquitoes. A second I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, we need that here. We need some of that around we our house. We need to get some dragonflies and cultivate them. Maybe we need a pond out there by mm-hmm. our putting green yep. and sort of like get them going because we have this crazy mosquito infestation in our complex. complex. It's just nuts. Anyway, I was so excited when I read that. But they are so bats and birds eat the dragonflies and dragonflies eat mosquitoes. They're just all part of the ecosystem. There are also quails in this vineyard. And she has this cute little painting of quails on the back label, which she drew. We'll, so we'll cute. be sure and to she, post all this on the Instagram. so cute. She said they just bring a lot of life and levity to the, to the vineyard. And they're so cute. Yeah, so this is 100% Gamay. It's whole cluster. Very, very gentle in the winemaking. Unfined, unfiltered. Uh, definitely native yeast. And in one of her recent Instagram posts, she talks about how she cultivates native yeast from the vineyards. Every week she does, she brings in selections of grapes to taste and try and see if they're ready to be picked. And also part of that picking is cultivating in these buckets in the vineyard and a yeast that will then be brought to the winery to start the fermentation, which is super cool. We haven't talked about whole cluster that much on these episodes. Can you just give a basic, we can talk about it more later, but can you just give a basic description of what whole cluster means? It's pretty simple. Whole cluster fermentation, instead of the berries being picked off their bunches and separated and starting fermentation as whole berries, they are starting fermentation while they're still on the bunch. They're still on the stem. So you're including the stems. A couple different things happen. One, you're going to get some notes from the stem. If those stems are green and not ripe, that can add a lot of herbaceous and green notes. If they're starting to get brown or they're pretty ripe, they're at that at that right point, then it can add a lot of character, but not just over greenness. It also can create some sense of space, a little bit of oxygen. It's more gentle because 
obviously the grapes aren't going to be pressed. They're just kind of naturally gently pressing on each other. And because they're in these clusters and they're not pressing hard, sometimes there is some carbonic maceration in certain grapes. So that's fermentation that's starting inside a berry that is intact. And it tends to create a more bright, high-toned fruitiness. So you get this stemmy earthiness, the more of the character of the grape, and then you get this high fruity tone from from the grapes that have a little bit of carbonic maceration. It's just higher and lower notes. It's really great for grape varieties like Gamay or Pinot Noir, certain types of Syrah are great. And it's great if you have a long, cool growing season where your stems are going to get more brown and they're they're going to get ripe. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Anything else to add on this winemaker's wine tonight? Or can we go into food pairings? Let's go to food pairings. Bean stew? Bean stew. I mean, Gamay is... You know, you think of Beaujolais, you think of like, oh, that's a Thanksgiving wine. I mean, we've talked about that historical yes. random connection for years, but it is a good Thanksgiving wine. It is a wine that goes with a lot of different things. It can go with the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the roasted fall veggies and the green beans. It's really versatile. It's lighter. There's not a ton of tannin. It has that attractive red fruit, that red plumminess, red berries, a little bit of spice and floral element. There's a just natural juiciness to it. You want to eat a lot of different things. Of course, roast chicken is on the menu, roast turkey. Interesting question about this wine is where can we find this wine? Well, it's hard to find. There's only 109 cases produced. I only got a case. I mean, it's really special that we're doing this wine. I just really wanted to, <laughs> to have one and open Sorry, it. folks, we're taking one. But there's still some bottles at Esther's. There's a few, so you could come by and get it. And we're on her list to receive the new releases whenever they come out, thankfully. Thank you, Tom Hunter. But yeah, otherwise, I'd look to her website or look for small wine shops to find out. I guess my other question would be, are there opportunities to find other gamay wines from california is that normal i mean there really aren't a lot i can't think of many honestly i mean this is gamay noir there aren't a lot there's a maybe a little more in oregon i should be able to think of another example right now but i can't it's okay it's late we've been parenting working and i'm now drinking, drinking wine, wine. <laughs> but we try to find a lot of wines for for you all out there that you can have access to and sometimes we find wines that are as Catherine says in the industry, HTG, that would be hard to get. And th- this would be one of those wines. But we do have a few wine, uh, bottles of this wine at Esther's. So if this description of the wine seems appealing or you go to the Instagram page and you like what they're doing over there, come on by Esther's and grab a bottle. Tell us what you think. And I also want to know how to get these dragonflies. <laughs> how, how, do, how do I cultivate a new colony of dragonflies in my area? I'll work on that and report back next week. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. Catherine, you and I have had a nice little run the past four, six weeks of going on some adult dates. Oh my gosh. Events. Yeah, it's been fun. Last week, we went to see a band that I've talked about on this podcast before. Really? I talked about, they were the inspiration 
for the Tron Carter episode. No. Yep. Wow. But we want to bring it back because we went and saw them in person at the Lodge Room in Highland Park, California last week. That is Say She She. Catherine, I think you are... I've always enjoyed them. You know them. You played them. We bought the vinyl. But you were really blown away by the experience of seeing them live, right? Yes. I mean, I like the music. It feels good. It just is. You got fancy too, by the way, folks. Yeah. I want to get cute. It's like nice listening in the background. But then when I looked them up, I was like, oh my gosh, they are three like cute women that dress up in these awesome. I don't know, sort of 80s style dresses and they have a disco-y vibe, but it's very 2023. And a little bit of a jammy backing band that's really, really good. Yeah. Oh. It was so fun. And and I, when I saw the dresses, like I was like, oh my gosh, I have to dress up. So yeah. They did a wardrobe change. They did. That was, I was telling other friends, like they left in the middle of the set and just the band played so that they could go wear totally different dresses. I loved that. Yes, I had to get a little dressed up for this. It was fun. They're just, that was so, such a fun element to, in addition to listening to the music to sort of see who the people were. I love going to the Lodge Room. I've talked about it before on this podcast. It's one of my favorite, probably my favorite venue in LA. And it's great to be with you. We've been on a little run. Sound of Music. This. We're going to see a play this weekend, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week. So, you know, we've had a little time to be adults, uh, despite um, these crazy weekends where we're just parenting, running kids to soccer games all Saturday, finding birthday parties on Sunday. So thank you to Say Shishi for an amazing show. You can see them on tour uh, right now that we saw the first night of their U.S. tour. They're going all over the country. So check out their Instagram or go to Spotify, wherever you find your music, and listen to Say Shishi. Thank you all have a great time. Thank you really enjoy them. It's another inspiration. I talked about them 20 episodes ago, but seeing them live is really, really fun. So if you're looking for some live music, check them out. All right, that's it. That's it for episode 120 of The Long Finish. Episode 120 is in the books. Thank you to all of you for continuing to listen to the show. Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Catherine Lyle Coker, and you can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Until then, oh, hey, folks, if you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, it means a lot to us. Please, please, please do that. We want to have some new reviews before we finish the year 2023. All right, folks. We'll see you soon. Until next week, be happy, be healthy, and happy drinking. Ciao.